went on to say that our oil is often supplied from unstable parts of the world. This caveat, along with increasing concerns about global warming, shows how complicated resolving our addiction has become. The challenges that can potentially aggravate our oil vulnerabilities are many. At different moments, we will blame geopolitical flashpoints, natural disasters, unsustainable consumption, tightening supplies, or the slow boil of global warming. In fact, the surface causes are largely irrelevant, since they are all symptomatic of the overall oil breakpoint. Our primary focus should be on our response to this breakpoint. Serious structural and lifestyle changes will be necessary. Beginning now, and over the course of the next five to ten years, we will be forced to come to grips with our oil addiction and rally to a new balance in our energy use. Making a convincing case for that statement and for the timeliness of this book might have been a challenge two or three years ago. After all, few people in society, business, or government worried about long-term trends in the energy industry as prices were low Global warming was a non-issue, and energy security wasn't perceived to be threatened. But events over the course of the past 24 months have revealed the warning signs of change. The ongoing chaos in Iraq and the 2006 war in Lebanon highlighted the fragile and fractious temperament of politics in the Middle East, a region that holds the largest bounty of oil on the planet. China and India's voracious growing appetite for energy to feed their addiction now has those consumer giants competing with the United States for the increasingly difficult-to-find oil that remains. In fact, multipolar competition for oil, which was a major driver of geopolitical tensions in the 1920s, has returned in the past couple of years and is slowly gnawing away at the Western world's thinning sense of energy security. Our vulnerability to political turmoil is not limited to the Middle East. Nigeria, the world's sixth largest exporter of oil, is increasingly plagued by civil strife and armed rebellion, mainly targeting that country's offshore oil platforms. Russia, the second largest producer of oil in the world after Saudi Arabia, continues its not-so-subtle campaign to nationalize its oil industry. Not lost on Russia, or on any other major producer that wants to make a mark on the world stage, is the important notion that political power and control of oil go hand in hand in an energy-addicted world. As if there weren't enough issues encumbering the world's oil arteries, two new themes have gained greater prominence recently, nuclear proliferation and climate change. Iran's determination to acquire atomic capabilities adds yet another layer of tension in the Middle East, a complication that promises to fester for a long time and to have dangerous implications for the world oil supply. On the environmental front, global warming and the demand for cleaner energy highlight our vulnerability to supply cost, another aspect of the overall pressure leading toward the breakpoint. Indeed, In many industrialized countries, calls by politicians and the public to do something about global warming have grown louder and louder. 
burning fossil fuels, namely coal, oil, and natural gas, is conjectured to be a root cause of climate change. But what alternatives do we have? As this book will explain, nothing in the energy world comes for free, and no new sources of energy have the capability to fundamentally replace the massive industrial complex of fossil fuels. If we as a society are serious about mitigating climate change, we must reconcile ourselves to the fact that this will be either a costly endeavor or one that requires substantial changes in lifestyle. Price volatility is an indicator of the coming breakpoint, one that's easy to spot when costs are rising. People have a tendency to relax and think that all is well when prices fall, even though a downward drop reinforces the existence of volatility.